DJ Playboy. Money Talks ENT in the building. And I'm here hosting the Perfect Talk Podcast. As always, I got my peoples with me, my folk, my ace boom, my dog. Girl, scream like I'm king. What it do? That time. Me, I'm good. Can't complain. You know what I'm saying? Just had a trip to Michigan. Just oh, I'm doing it, man. Doing some things for work. Oh, yeah. I guess so. I mean, uh, I'm sure, <laughs> sure if they ask a person, you want to go to Santorini, Greece, or you want to go to Battle Creek, Michigan, which one you choosing? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody going to be like, I want to go to Battle Creek, toy that Kellogg's factory, see where cereal was born. First thing I'm asking is what month? Because I know <laughs> Michigan probably got like three good, not even three. You probably get one and a half good months out there. Yeah, the, yeah, the entire Midwest. You, you don't want to, you, you want no, the north, like the north part of the Midwest. You don't want no parts of, from like October <laughs> until no. July. You don't want no parts of the northern part of the Midwest. You don't even want to fly over them shit. Hell no. like, <laughs> Take a whole nother route. Man, yeah. uh, shout, shout out to Miss Perfect Talk. Ayo, oh, sorry, I call Miss Perfect Talk all the time. Miss Perfect Touch. Ayo, <laughs> <laughs> niche. Yeah, I know it's my, I'm fucking up, but that's the queen of the show right there, man. Shout out to her. She ain't with us this episode, but we will be back in full effect. She holding it down. For sure. Man, so uh, you said you was traveling. Anything else new with you, man? Me? Moving to Jersey. That's about it. How's that, how's that going? Moving on up. Nice, nice. You got, uh, is it bigger apartment, same size apartment? New, uh, new neighborhood or? Oh well, new neighborhood, much bigger. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know if the neighborhood's bigger. I mean, excuse me, if the neighborhood's any safer. But um, you know, it's cool. Bigger space. Um, you know, just got married. We've we've been living in my bachelor pad for for the beginning part of our marriage. So we needed to have something different. Like I bought this. I mean, not bought, but I rented this current apartment with the like when I when I was in my mid twenties with the thought of all the partying I'm going to be doing because I'm in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You know, in Harlem, I could take exactly. the train and I'm like 15 minutes away from anything wild. But, you know, I, I, I think it's safe to say that I don't need it for that, those purposes anymore. So get an updated built building with updated fixtures, a kitchen aisle and all that type of shit. Because, you know, I guess that's what grownups do. It's whatever. <laughs> Mid- mid-30s, niggas are just starting like, damn, the end is coming. Yeah. <laughs> the end, the is, end coming, is coming, man. I got I to gotta get me this washer dryer. <laughs> niggas can't be out there walking to the laundromat no more. It was uh, my homeboy at work said this, man. Shout out to my homeboy, Johnny. He has said um, he was shopping for, like, home decor. You know what I'm saying? And he was, he was just like... You know what I mean? Uh, you get older, you get different interests. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's where you're at with it. If you still got them same interests from your, you know, your twenties or something, you just kind of see the growth. So if you still got the same interests, you might look at yourself like, damn, anybody moving past me, anybody that, and you just might wake up one day like looking for some some bathroom canvas art. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lotion pump next to my soap pump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I felt fancy. fancy when I hell yeah. Yeah, and moisturize, you know what I'm saying? So, but but you ain't care about shit like that when you was 20, when you was moving into your first apartment. Um, that's your no, that's not even your first apartment, it's like your second or third, right? This is my second apartment right here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, aside from college, they put you in like apartments and shit, but this is yeah. this is my second real apartment. My first one, I, I bought a used ca- a, a used sofa and love seat for like $400 together, and that was like <laughs> all the furniture I bought, you know what I'm saying? I went down to um. The, the discount store caught me a couple curtains. 
both of those together might have cost like ten dollars, and that was pretty much all my furniture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that was it, and then a TV, of course. But the TV was on some like I had some little entertainment stand. I just plopped it on top of that. And that was it. You see, you see all the wires and shit behind it. The funny thing with like I think when people get their first apartment is you don't quite realize how much noise you make. <laughs> like, cause it's your, you're not used to having your own space like that, and like uh, people will move in and move out, you know what I'm saying? But you you can tell, like they're just talking mad loud. I'm yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. no way they know that conversation is being heard <laughs> through this wall of upstairs. And it's just the, or music, music is the big one. Like yeah. people people don't quite realize, like, yo, people in other apartments say your music at 11 o'clock at night, you know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't trip over stuff like that. I think one of the craziest stories I heard recently. Um, you familiar with Car- uh, NBA player or former NBA player Carlos Boozer? Yeah, he had a um, he had a house in LA, and I believe he was renting it out to Prince. I heard um, about that. I heard about that at the time <laughs> it happened. But didn't Prince leave him some bread? Cause like Prince like damaged it or like was having crazy parties. Yeah, Prince was like, "I'm gonna rent this house, but I'm gonna Prince this house out." Yeah, <laughs> and, and like paint, you know what I'm saying? Statues. Everything, but it was to the point, you know, Carlos Boots was playing ball, so he drove by one day on some, you know what I mean, let me drive by my property and make sure it, it ain't a plane crashed in the top of it or some, you know, some crazy shit, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you see this shit like, fam, I'm about to, you know what I'm saying, like, yo, Prince, the Prince is on tour, so you couldn't get in contact with him, <clears throat> and um, long story short, he's leaving him like 20 messages, 30 messages, like, fam, I don't want to have to take it to this point, but what's good, this is just a rental property, you go on him. Um, and you not calling me back, like, what's good? And then I guess he had went to the point where he was literally about to file the papers, and Prince hit him up, like, yo, my bad, I'm gonna make it up to you. He's like, I'm not, you know, they're not cool like that. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, there ain't really nothing you could do, this is a, just a, a property I'm looking, I was investing in, this is something I'm, you know, trying to build up. Prince is like, don't worry, don't worry. So, um, I believe Prince gave him a check for, like, half a mil, like, on some just, like, Yo, here's for the damages, for everything. But on top of that, Prince also took everything back to the original form. So, like, he took a picture of everything before he left, everything, and, like, returned the, uh, the weight room back to the way it was. That's dope. <laughs> and he was paying, like, 90 grand a month. I'm just like, fam. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of that money could have went towards the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Prince was on, but... But Prince just... probably owned, because a lot of people rent. Like, a lot of people, a lot of rich people rent a lot more than we think. But they yeah. usually ha- they own, like, they have a couple home bases or one home base. So I'd imagine Prince owned his property in Minnesota. Exactly. I was going to say, he probably didn't want to own one out in L.A. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, I'm trying to stay out there for a little bit. But he went ham. And I don't know, it made me think about that, because you were talking about uh, just a new rent. Uh, situation, but like you ever did anything crazy to like a rental any of your apartments or even the one you're in now? Maybe you're like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to fuck up my security deposit when we move out. When I take down this, this, you know what I'm saying, thing on the wall, or when I take this guy, you know what I'm saying, like yeah, just in case I gotta testify, I can't be putting evidence out there. But <laughs> no, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I put the mad alterations. They had these stupid sliding doors on the closets. I, yeah. I, I uh, um, uninstalled the sliding doors and threw them shits out. <laughs> He's like, I ain't even, even keeping these shits in storage and put them back. Like, nah, I, I just threw it out. Um, and then other than that, it was just mostly paint and then the regular like screws in the wall, screws and the anchors in the wall. Yeah. It's a lot of that stuff. Um, that's really it. I mean, the, the doors thing, throwing out their doors could be a big deal, but we'll see. Yeah. You never really you know, know until you move out and you're asking for your security back. That niggas is finding anything, any reason, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. 
But um, let me see what else is going on in the news, man. You uh, get a chance to see uh oh, have you heard? I guess is the name of this segment. <laughs> have you heard? He changed, uh, he changes the title of it. Uh, did you get a chance to possibly <laughs> peruse the pages of the newspapers? By chance. <laughs> By chance. <laughs> um, that they are. Have you heard that MTV is actually in production for How High Two, starring Redman and Method Man? Nah, I haven't heard uh, about that. I, I I did not until this week, but um, I haven't heard much. I haven't heard much details. I like. I like where Method Man's at in terms of his career. Mm-hmm. I like that, that what he's done to keep himself relevant outside of rap, you know, with The Wire, with uh, How High, with the... They even had a How... Oh, no, was it Method Man and Red Man TV show at some point? I don't think it was called How High. But nah, it was like but I know what you're talking. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, yeah. It was basically... It was a variety a, show, right? Like a... Huh? It was like a... Was like, it a I thought it was a sitcom with, um, with D from the Waynes Brothers. It was like the Moms. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like I think yeah but it was like it was short it was short lived it was like three episodes on Fox but it was you know what I'm saying I'm like damn they made it to that point where someone green letter uh, sitcom from Method Man and Red Man <laughs> you're like damn man like just but even so just where their, where their career has gone Red Man too Red Man's been around this forever he's actually probably the funnier of the two yeah uh, from the from the original movie but I guess uh where are you at with sequels? Are you if you was in, in Hollywood and I know everybody is out to make the money, but if it was just for the art, would you make a Coming to America too? Would you make a How High too, which isn't on the level of Coming to America, but it's like a cult classic, so people kind of have this like passion to it? Or would you want to touch the classic, or would you be like, yo, I can do it, I can, I can, I, I can make, I can make something that, that competes with the first one? I'd rather them strike when the iron's hot, man. I I don't feel good about them bringing up like. Some of these remakes, and then this one is essentially a sequel, but with, I don't know. I'm, it makes me nervous, unless they get some, like, like, they just revamp the whole production and writing team, where they say, all right, like, they put, some, like, a fresh spin on it. Because if they bring back the old writers, they're going to be writing for younger Red and Meth, but younger Red and Meth ain't no longer there. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Well... Yeah, like how they they more or less write for Tracy Morgan's current skills skill set. You know what I'm saying? Like his current style of comedy because old Tracy Morgan's not there anymore, or the younger Tracy Morgan's not there anymore. It's as if they got writers from Thirty Rock who was writing for Tracy Jordan on Thirty Rock and got him to write for this. It would have been a disaster. But for me, like Last OG, it works because they put a, a new spin on it. With I don't feel good about the sequels. I I can't imagine a, a situation. It would be dope. You got these old dudes just about, I guess, I guess Cheech and Chong was, was not old, but they were older and it worked out. So yeah. Uh huh. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, exactly. Like it, it just gets, it just gets weird, man. Like, um, yeah, man, it just, it just gets weird. I don't want to see that shit. Oh, you know what it reminds <laughs> me of? It reminds me of like Lethal Weapon, like four and Die Hard when they started getting getting yeah, up there. But yeah, those are action sure? movies. So for, I was just about to say that for action movies, it just works good. So like trans, Transformers. The second or third one was kind of, but they were able to revamp it by bringing um in Mark Wahlberg. I think I thought it got dope when Mark Wahlberg came back and kind of gave it fresh, like a fresh look. Batman, they 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 has have some success keeping it fresh. Spider Man to some degree, those are action movies. Lethal Weapon, it got it was kind of stale for me by like the third one. Yeah, the second one really, but the third one was really for me like, yeah, I don't know and about that. Then it was just on some old like, all right, we're just old men doing this type shit, exactly. which is never. Never a good idea exactly. <laughs> for movies. <laughs> I'm just like, and I think that's what Bad Boys 3 is going with. So I'm just like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what we're doing. But I can't hate on it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it'll come out and I, I like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and shit. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it could be good. Like, let's say I never, like, I'm just, like, I'm young and I had never seen the previous two mm-hmm. um, Bad Boys. I might come into it and say, yo, this is kind of dope. I guess I have that bias of knowing that Bad Boys 1 and 2, those are solid movies. You know yeah. Same thing with Coming to America. Like, it's hard to believe, and especially having seen what um, Eddie's career has been like since come, the first Coming to America. He's, you mm-hmm. know, he did good stuff earlier in that period with, coming, um, with Boomerang and all, and all that stuff. But then it's... Yeah. He did Metro, son. He did Metro. <laughs> Remember, he did Bobby Metro, got... man. He did Metro. He did Norbit. Um, Bowfinger was a bad movie. I loved it, but just like from an art perspective, it was not a great movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure it didn't get a lot of Rotten Tomatoes. Scores. Wasn't Metro, if I remember Metro properly, it was like on some Beverly Hills cop shit, just not in Beverly Hills. Exactly. Like... It was, yeah, exactly. It was... Um, I think it might have been in California somewhere, but basically he was a metropolitan police officer and something happened to probably one of his personal friends. He had the little short twist when people first get dreads. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yep. Yeah. Shit from the, from the music video, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was Axel Foley, though, man. You can't, like, you gotta know when to give it up. Like, I you just, just, and it's like a rapper, kind of. You know, like certain rappers, you're like, all right, fam, there's nothing for you to say anymore. Word, word. <laughs> literally ran out of everything to say you know what I'm saying like hang it up bro but but to but, be fair though if you look at it some of these movies with fresh eyes it might be dope for instance uh, I'm of an age where Terminator 2 I felt like Terminator 2 was like the first movie I'm like yo they put a 2 on it but it doesn't even have a predecessor like I didn't even know Terminator existed the first yeah, one yeah right no I know because it was called they, they uh, marketed it as T2 right and we were so young that we didn't even know there was a two. yeah you're right about that now that I don't think about it yeah yeah, or, or um, another example is like the first Lethal Weapon I saw was the one with Joe Pesci. I was like, yeah. Yeah, this, these three, this is a, a corps de force. These guys are to be reckoned with. This is good. <laughs> I'm like, this, this, this is the Mel Gibson guy. This, this is talented. He got, he got a future. <laughs> so, and social injustice. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why... I, yeah, we, our, our opinions are probably kind of painted by the fact that we saw the previous ones, their predecessors, the yeah. predecessor movies. But um, you know, there's a chance that it might just be a solid movie, and people who go, who go in to watch it got to just kind of discard everything that, like, all kinds of preconceptions. I think that's how, like, all these superhero movies where they just bring in a totally new cast. 
I think that's how they succeed because you're forced to not think about what happened before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got this new Spider-Man, so therefore you can't really think about uh, Toby Maguire or whatever when he was Spider-Man. You got to think like this is like the new Spider-Man. And I, I still be kind of stuck in that. I never was into the Spider-Man um, franchise like that, but I still think about it like, how y'all doing Batman again? Like, like I still think of um, Christian Bale as Batman. And it's like, it's not, it's Ben Affleck now, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like, like yo, like, I, Christian Bale was still relevant to me as, as Batman. Same thing with Tobey Maguire. So it's like crazy how they're like, no, we keeping this franchise moving. <laughs> Batman, when you look at Batman, I think they're up to like, was, uh, Ben Affleck might be the fifth or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say Michael Keaton. Count, yeah, Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, uh, George Clooney. Clooney. Which is whack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who was... And then it went straight to Christian, right? Yeah, Clooney took... Yeah, they took a little break. They took, yeah, they took a long-ass break and then went, came back with Batman Begins. Yeah, and now it's um, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Hey, man. But, that, but look out, but that's over a 20-year span. Like, when did the first Batman come out with uh, Michael Keaton? And that was one of the toughest ones to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I said, I mean, they, they, they just kept revamping it. And, um, but like coming to America too, but you never know, man, they might, because if you think somebody's going to put some money into coming to America too, they probably thinking or fearing the same things that we're fearing. And they're mm-hmm. like, yo, we're going to come extra correct. Like it's not even going to be a game. We're bringing in the best writers, the best comedy directors. Um, don't, don't you already, didn't you already, you I think you had told me before, like you knew who was writing coming to America too. Kenya Burris from Blackish. Right, right. So, you know, bringing in that kind of fresh, like, that cultural perspective, it might be dope. Yep, 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 yep. Also, have you heard NBA Free Agency has started? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, I heard, I've heard about it. <laughs> has it. Have any moves been made? It started yesterday. Oh, yeah, um, moves have been made. Um, a lot of people are Paul, staying, trying to give it another go. Paul George uh, make a decision yet? He's staying in OKC. I heard. I didn't know if that was true or not. I've been keeping up with his little. Uh, he's had this show on. Uh, it's like a sports center series. Uh-huh. It's actually well produced. It's like seven little seven minute shorts. Right. And I seen part one and two, but I, it felt like he was setting it up to be like, "All right, I'm coming home, LA." But I think the whole LeBron stealing the shine. He's like, "Fuck that! I could just chill out here with West Westbrook." You know what I mean? Like, um, but that was, I wasn't even trying to go all, all NBA with it. I really was. Actually, talking about the, uh, I don't know if you have you heard, but your man Clay Thompson, he decided he's, he, you know, he just finished winning the NBA championship. That's his third. He doing the damn thing out there. He's like, yo, I'm gonna celebrate a little vacation. You know what I'm saying? Before I go on my promo tour to China, I'm gonna take some Instagram models, twenty of them approximately, <laughs> on a private flight to Cabo, and he just did the damn thing out there. And I'm looking at pictures of these models right now. Um, Manifesting underscore Mary's one of the first ones I'm seeing, and <laughs> like he didn't even have to go no further, but he was he was very social, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah, and he's doing a damn thing. But I guess I guess the question I really want to ask you is because I never really known you to be the type to like ah, I want I need to fly out somewhere with like twenty girls and have a good time. You, you don't see like you see like <laughs> <laughs> I had impulse, so I couldn't. It's what... It's just too much work. It seems like a lot. But um, how would you celebrate your NBA championship in life? Well, look, you ran the marathon. Let's say, you know, you finished up and you had a week to recover. And now you're like, yo, I, I came first place. We got to do the damn thing. What is your ideal 
celebration? Is it like a destination vacation? Uh, I guess like a vacation somewhere that you're gonna go to celebrate? Is it just staying local and you're just gonna get fucking Liddy in Manhattan? Just how, how, how would you celebrate that that trip? Bring home your third title. Oh uh, boy, let me see. I don't know. I mean, if I was single like Clay is, I would have probably done the same damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, few, a few of my boys, like my closest boys, and then go on Instagram and just hit up mad DMs and be like, yo, I'm going to Cabo. <laughs> like, yo, like, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, I guess maybe he, in his head, he's probably friends with them. There's some rumors that he was dating like an Instagram influencer, but... You know, probably for him, it probably doesn't seem so far-fetched or so nefarious as it looks like from the, the outside. Maybe he has, like, a friend or two who's Instagram models and says, hey, yeah, I got, like, 20 friends. I could bring them. Yeah, yeah. Have, like, I don't, a I don't travel think, party. I don't think anything's nefarious about it at all. You know what I mean? Single man, he's not out there, you know what I mean, hurting anybody. Everybody's having a good time. I don't think anything's wrong with it at that. I don't yeah, even he didn't have trouble. Like, nobody died. Hopefully, yeah. like nobody, you know, if somebody yeah. OD, then it'd have been like, damn, Clay. But it's damn, I Clay. Think, <laughs> I, think, I think it's all about the outcomes. And I think, man, he's, he seems smart enough to know, you know, not to do nothing stupid, don't not too much coke or watch the friends he keeps around. Because some other people, they might have bad friends around them, and then something bad happens between one of their friends and one of the models, or somebody brings a, a, a crazy amount of drugs along or something like that. Well, I don't know if you remember, uh, what is it, two years ago now? I guess when, when Kyrie Irving was in the same situation. Didn't he, like, have a boat full of uh, girls? Didn't he, like, go celebrate with, like, a boat full of girls? And he caught flack for it because everyone was like, oh, how are you partying with white girls? Right, like, right. What? <laughs> I'm like, my man is just partying. I ain't even, you know what I'm saying? But he, it was, it was, it was very white of a boat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's, fair, I mean yeah, let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> There were no black girls in, in like a, a two minute shot that I seen. Right, right. That doesn't, that, but that doesn't mean they weren't on the boat. One, but two, it's like my mind doesn't even go there. I'm just like NBA star having a good time with females. Yeah, so that one doesn't mean they were on a boat. They just weren't allowed on the deck, nigga. <laughs> 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 they got no, no camera time. Y'all on the, y'all on the lower deck. <laughs> y'all in the cabin only. Word. Serving, <laughs> serving drinks. You know how cold get down, man. <laughs> Did Kyrie have like an apology to Kalani on Instagram or some dumb shit? Like, what are you apologizing for, bro? Yeah, yeah it was it was weird. I don't. Know, maybe they they were reconciling or something like that. You know, I guess it's kind of like Kanye, right? You got a project coming out, and all of a sudden you start hearing a bunch of stuff from them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So Kyrie won the ring and just started talking some flat Earth shit. <laughs> yeah. But even though well, the Kalani shit, I understand. But I feel like, what are you apologizing for? You like you didn't do nothing wrong to her, and then you're not the person. I guess people harass her now. They yell out his name and show. Did you Did you read the apology? Yeah, yeah. He's like begging people to stop or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it doesn't seem like the apology. Well, yeah, I guess he apologized. He was a bit apologetic to her. But what the main thing I got from it was y'all need to chill. Like she was, she's a cool person. She didn't do me. She didn't do me extra dirty or something like that. It took us a which picture is together. mature, which is a mature, yeah. a mature way to look at it, and um, not to knock that. It just seemed like there's like it's this culture of apologizing, and like <laughs> I just read the Damn, whole thing. Donald I'm like, Trump? shit, he said, I don't like all that apologizing shit. <laughs> when I do something, I do it, and that's it. There were some good people in the crowd that day. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm think as a man, I've stand up for like, yo, if you did something wrong, don't even. 
have a problem with apologizing. Like yesterday, I'm, you know, I, I'm doing the, the, the new position at work, and I was fucking up. <laughs> like I knew this shit was gonna hit the fan at some point, but the whole time I'm trying to like, yo, let me just do this. Let me get as much done as I can. But I knew that there was running out of time. There was too much shit coming in, and it's just like. I knew it was inevitable, and it was just like, yo, when the shit hit the fan, what I could say, I wasn't going to sit there and argue, well, I was trying to do this, well, so I was like, yo, it hit the fan, bro, you know what I'm saying, and I just had to take what came with that, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and it's like, but but I don't have a problem apologizing when I'm in the wrong, even my daughter, like, if I, I got mad at her for something that wasn't even her fault, and my daughter's three, she probably wouldn't have even remembered it the next day, and I'm like, nah, you know what I'm saying, like, like she ain't do nothing wrong, I didn't have to get mad at her, so, you know what I mean, I, like, I felt the need to make up for it, so I'm all for apologizing as a man, it don't be ashamed to do that. It's just the the sometimes you ever like might have someone, someone like you hold a door for someone and then just mentally you say thank you for some reason. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like what I think it is. Is like we just like yo, let me just say sorry, just to put it out there. Kind of yeah. like this this is the icebreaker and like I don't I don't want the dry apology. Or if you ain't do nothing wrong, don't apologize. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Even the Clay Thompson thing, like he should, and I don't think he does. I don't get the vibe that Clay Thompson really gives a fuck, but. Um, like you shouldn't feel people will try to make you feel bad for anything, you know what I'm saying? That you're doing all oh, you taking 20 Instagram, he could be doing a lot worse with his money, right, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like I, I can't knock it. I, I'm more for like live your life, do what you got to do. I'm just not with the whole uh over apologizing culture we have because then I think it takes away from it. People just, yeah. say, just do some shit, and be like, oh, I'm sorry, like you didn't really mean that, you know what I'm saying? You just said it because it felt like it took effort for you to say that, so now you feel like I should put the effort in to forgive you, and it's like, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean, but not even to get off track though. You know what I'm saying, but um, let's see, man. Have you had a chance to check out any new music? Because there have been some joints coming out in the past few weeks, man. I, I don't know if you heard the Nas album produced by. Yeah, Tiny Nas Quest. is cool. Uh, yeah, I know. I read some reviews saying that um, pretty much Kanye Kanye ruined it or whatever. I wouldn't say album. I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that far for the Nas album, but I would say yeah. it, was, it was very distracting having Diddy and, and Kanye screaming all over the tracks. Uh, <laughs> on the first, first track, too, away, if, if you, huh? I saw on the first track too. It just comes right out with that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if you peel all that stuff away, it might shorten the album to five solid songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think you would uh, for me. I think you would get more of a, like a classic Nas album if you peel all that. Not all of it, but. The more distracting aspects of it away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like, there was a different, I must know like every Nas album that came out. And it was a different sound uh, from someone who's been doing this for like over 20 years, which right. I think is cool. It's, 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 it's dope. It kind of, I likened it to, um, oh, damn, what's his name? Metro Boomin. I think he did a few projects with like just rappers. Like I'm going to produce your whole mixtape. And I think mm-hmm. him and Big Sean had one, which I, I didn't like that much, that project. And for a Big Sean project, I thought that was one of his weaker ones. But it just gave me a feeling of, oh, all right, well, if you're going to have just one super producer uh, just do all your whole your whole project, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of what I like in this, too. I'm like, all right, yo, imagine if Timberland did a whole Nas album, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that might be cool. It might not match up with classic Tim, classic um, excuse me Nas albums, but it's like, oh, all right, it was cool to see them do that little clash together. So I, I, I liked it for that. Um, so I heard people complain about the shortness. Like, someone told me they drove home, and before they even... Uh, made it home. He was done with the album, but I was like, I, I don't mind that either, because like uh, you, you, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we, me and you, have had discussions of just talking about like um, what we're doing with, with with this podcast and how people like to consume small doses of content, and that worked for me for in album form, which I didn't think it would at first, and that worked for me. It's like, yo, I got the whole project in 
in a half hour, I can go back to what I'm doing, or I got it in in a workout, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't mind that part of it at all. Um, Sound-wise, there's a few tracks that, that I think stand out more than others, but I, I thought it was an overall cool project. I can't knock the Nas one. Um, no, overall it's cool. I mean, he's done worse. Yeah, well, he definitely has. Which, which I don't know if that's a compliment or insult. Well, I mean, but, uh, it's not his best, but you know, he's done worse. I, is it is it above average for Nas? Well, Probably three of them shits was due to me, huh? <laughs> three of them shits was due. According <laughs> to Jay-Z, so. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, what about speaking of Jay Z? Uh, you just to check out the Carters, uh, "Everything Is Love" album. Yeah, I like that. Jay Z. I like that album. I, like I did it. too. Yeah. I did too. I think um, a lot of people, though, the, the overall, um, from the 10 people I spoke to about it, <laughs> uh, feeling that I get is that people will walk into it expecting a Jay-Z album, and you're not going to get a Jay-Z album. Right. Um, it's in that, I like how Apple Music worded the description, how it's sonically closer to Lemonade than it is to 444. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of like helped me to walk into it with the right kind of ears on. Um, but I, definitely if I was walking in expecting the sequel to 444, it wouldn't have compared, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I would have been like, "Ah, oh, this is kind of, this is kind of soft, this kind of weak." But for like, I like it for what it is. I think it's a great project. I like the fact that they're making music together. Um, I like the vulnerability. I think if there was any problem I had, speaking of another current project with the pusher, pusher's whole release and his whole like press tour and everything like that is, uh, I like what you, I like your sound. I like the way you put words together. But I'm more drawn to artists that have show that vulnerability. Aren't afraid to talk about, you know what I'm saying, sometimes when they fall down and how they've gone back up. And I get you, there's a little doses of that on the Carter's album, um, stuff they're talking about. So I, I like that they let us in, man. The, when like when you, you said drawing the artists, like, like, so what are some other artists? When I, when I think rap, I don't think vulnerability. Um, Historically. Well, Ka- Kanye West, um, talking about his accident, okay. talking about, uh, you know, when he first came out through the wire, I guess, uh, even now, currently, with. Um, being on meds, I guess his mental health situation, mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm not going to keep the veil over that. Um, I'm trying to think, like, well, who else? Uh, Chance the Rapper kind of has a little bit of that to me. I can't think, because I know he's, he's had issues, like, with drugs in the past, mm-hmm. and he'll allude to them in, in, like, his rhymes. He won't just be like, yo, it's, you know what I mean? Like, everybody nowadays is talking about drugs being dope, or whatever. Or even J. Cole, is like, if you listen to K.O.D., his whole theme of the album is, like, some of the, a lot of the stuff y'all think is cool is not cool. You know what I'm saying? And being willing to like step out of that, that all right, they might think I'm not cool for saying this mm-hmm. kind of realm. That that type of thing. Like, um I, I, I feel like I had some 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 better examples of just um oh Rick Ross will talk about maybe having a seizure or something like that, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying, his his, his 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 drug use and stuff like that. Um, but not in a light, not you know what I'm saying, uh not in a glowing type of way. I know uh, gunplay in his camp will talk about drug use a lot, but like not necessarily trying to like uh, 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 glorify it on every song, you know. What I'm saying sometimes he'll talk about the other side of it. So mm-hmm. like, um, just like that. I, I don't. I feel like it makes you more complete of a person and it makes you more complete of an artist when you're willing to show us, oh, this girl cheated on me, or you know, what I'm saying, and this is how I dealt with it. Da, da, da. I don't know. I I, I I can't think of the con the Kanye car accident thing. I feel like as if that it's yeah some kind of vulnerability but i think it was more of a badge of i made it through something than it was i'm being vulnerable about something jay-z talking about cheating and messing up his marriage yeah that's vulnerability 444 jay-z is pretty vulnerable uh through the wire like kendrick album kind of the first one was a good kid mad city how he's like yo you know like i'm not gangster you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i'm with these dudes but he gets jumped in the storyline of the album you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying 
He gets beat up. Jonah going to visit a girl. Like, stuff like that. Like, I'm not always the dude who pulls out a gun and shoots five okay. people down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I feel as if the dudes, like the anti, like the backpack type, not shoot them up, didn't deal drugs, but I did a little bit of them rappers. A lot of times they, it, may, it seems like it comes off as vulnerability, but it seems more of a defense than a vulnerability. Like, I'm not a gangster, but I made it through a car accident. I, yeah. You know, I, I I'm not a gangster, but I took some lumps to try to to try to get some box, like something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Like um, Jay, I feel like the Jay, like what Jay Z's doing now is true vulnerability. I think Eminem to some degree um, showed a lot of vulnerability, really opening up about drugs and and um, but he did it with humor a little. Like he defended it with humor a little bit yeah. when talking about his wife and and, all, and his mom and stuff. His last album, he opened up about a lot of that stuff though. Like he revisited right. like. Songs he made and was like, I regret making this. Or he's talking to his daughter, but he's talking about the relationship with the wife, and he's he's being really open about that. So I like that about the Eminem. But yeah, go ahead, my fault. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, oh, oh to, to just one more thing on Eminem. Um, I forgot which album it was. I think it was the uh, Rehab or what? Or the, the Relapse. Maybe? Relapse or whatever. When he had that song, when he was like, he was thinking about coming out and dissing Kanye or Lil Wayne because they oh, was yeah, mad yeah. hot and he wasn't. Yeah, that's yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, showing your showing your vulnerability with that. And I feel what you say about the backpack rappers. Like, yeah, but like Fifty Cent never had made a song about getting shot nine times, which I can understand. Is a you know, what I mean, to him, he might not even want to revisit that right. or or want to put it back out there. But it's like his kind of like song opening up about that is quote unquote many men. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it, it doesn't really show the vulnerability of that moment. Right. But um, he he has in other ways. He's spoken about it in movie form. And uh, get Richard die trying. He, he spoke about it in some of his books, so I can't say he's he's necessarily does not show that vulnerability. It just doesn't always come across in his music. Right, right. Um, but now nah, that that's uh that's cool. How about Drake? Check out the Drake project. Yeah, speaking of showing vulnerability, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he showed enough, given these this these times his age, what he means to culture. I think I expected more vulnerability, but. To be fair, I didn't finish the album. I'm I'm almost through side A. I think I started the hip hop side. Yeah. But um, I was telling y'all about that Kevin Hart joke when he was like, um, his dad got beat up in front of him, and the day that his dad got beat up in front of him, he, that's the day he stopped being his dad. That's how <laughs> I feel funny. about Drake, man. This nigga Pusha T beat him beat him up in front of the whole world, and then Drake essentially comes out and says, "Yeah, he." It so. Let me go over the dynamics a little bit. Pusha T puts out a song. Drake puts puts out a song that might uh, slightly better, right? Pusha T put out that that song on his um album. Yeah, it had like a line about Drake, but it was a lot about Baby and Wayne also in there. And yeah, like and then yeah. and then Drake puts out a song. You know, maybe full, a song full and a half. Song. Yeah, full like song about him and shit. Yeah, like that. and I'm upset. It's arguable if that uh, that's really a diss song, but then. But then, this nigga push a T. He came through with the hammers. They said, yo, we gonna slap box at five. Push a T came through with the rocket launcher. He came through like Zangief for the slap box? Yo. <laughs> yo. Yo. He came through with the Hadouken, kid. This shit was ridiculous. Like the Sonic Boom. It was insane. Sonic Boom? Insane. Matter of fact, so... If you didn't even care to listen to the song, but you said, All right, I'm just going to look at the album art, that alone was a damager. Yeah, then yeah. the content of the song was like, hey, did you guys know this nigga got a kid? 
right? <laughs> so then now uh, he puts this out, and Drake doesn't really do it, say any. Well, he doesn't put out a retaliation song. He he probably knew he's like, damn, this nigga, he he's not playing. What is this? I was just yeah. playing. I could say that. I, I was gonna say that. That might have been a smarter move on Drake's Drake's part. Sometimes just knowing, yo, it ain't it ain't nothing to walk into. Nothing could be gained. Cut your losses. Yeah, exactly. yo, Drake got thumped up, and 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 not only that, he solidified Pusha T's victory by putting out a statement about the blackface thing. That was that was the crowning moment. That was like when the referee put your hands up. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> the referee put your hands up, and then you shake the referee's hand off and just keep pummeling your opponent that you already knocked out. That's when Drake puts out this song saying, "Yeah, I got a kid, and I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid." What? <laughs> oh, but Drake ends up winning in the in the the streaming like as far as how much his albums get streamed yeah i was about to say yeah, in once, this once climate that. he didn't lose because people are gonna like it's so easy to stream it like after you see your dad get beat up you might not go to, to sam ash and buy his album but <laughs> if it's already on your phone you're like might as well play it especially when you sign on to spotify i don't know if apple music had the same situation but when you sign on to spotify there's pictures of drake on every on every playlist, on almost every playlist, on new releases, rap caviar. Um, there was some joint like, oh, you just want to mellow out and chill. Drake's face is on that. It was they, um, it was crazy. Apple Music sent me a notification. Yeah. <laughs> like, stream, stream the Drake album with like a, a scorpion emoji. Yeah. Like, so they were promoting the hell out of it. I mean, they yeah. put they put like, oh, Drake is breaking records with single day streams and all this type of stuff. But to be fair, they put this nigga face on every. They were promoting the shit out of him on Spotify, and apparently they they was doing the same thing on um on on Apple Music and Google Play Music sent me a notification. I mean, I just don't fuck with it, fuck with Google Play Music, but. Yeah. I fuck with Spotify. Check us out. Check us out on Google Play Music. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <I> <laughs> shout, mean... <laughs> shout out Google Play Music. <laughs> Perfect to a podcast. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I just didn't, I chose not to go with Google Play Music on this one, but they sent me a notification because I got a Google phone, so they sent me shit. But yeah, I mean, he was getting promoted like crazy. So to be fair, when you see those record breaking, yes, he's Drake, and yes, for what I heard so far was okay. But you know he's he gets a certain kind of favor from the from the masses. Like he gets a bit of advantages from the industry. But um, is that where the hate comes from? Like, because that's a machine behind you, bro. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. If you're an artist that came out maybe the same time as Drake, if you consider yourself somewhere along like equal footing with him, and then you just see that, <laughs> and then you're like, damn, my shit kind of dropped, and I had to make an Instagram post. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. I think that just, that causes a lot of it, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm just, because he's the he's right now he's the reigning, I guess, king of hip hop. I mean, he's damaged. He's quite damaged right right now. But today he's the king of hip hop, in my opinion. I think by by many yeah, accounts. Yeah. If you know? if you were to have a, a performance with all your top hip hop artists, who's performing after Drake? Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So when you, when you if you are nice at the lyricism, you started out selling mixtapes after your, after your shows at a nightclub. If you started out battling cats, uh, you had to make, you had to do your drugs part time and do your performances the other part of the time, hoping that you would make it big. Then you see Drake, who who was a, a child actor, came in with a good mixtape or two, and then gets signed by Weezy and just blows the hell up. Like 
Well, he blew up before Weezy, but then takes it to another level afterwards. Then it's it's tough to watch that stuff. Yeah, I'm not, like yeah. I never really looked at that like that, but I can see how it gets you mad. I guess if you're competing for the same women, you're competing for the same attention. That could get that could get people mad. I never really looked at it like that. I'm always inspired by someone like. You know, I never want to be the smartest person in the room, if that makes sense. I never want to be, like, the top of the class because mm-hmm. I feel like I would get complacent, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm always chasing something, if I always got a rabbit in front of me, uh, I'm going to keep going because I want to catch that rabbit, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's, it's self-motivation. I mean, as, as far as people, like, those weaknesses or those vulnerabilities in people and their nature and, the, like, the more... I guess the more evil impulses or more, like, immature impulses, the stuff like hating on Drake... I get it when you say you wouldn't do it, but I'm sure it is like in general, human human nature dictates that we do that we do certain petty stuff. But it takes a mature person to um, make sure that they more, I guess, higher impulses or that love or that that the best part of your heart and soul really comes out and crushes that part, that weak part of your personality. I'm sure, I think everyone ha, um, at some points in their life lets that, that whackness prevail. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it's some dude that you don't like, he gets the girl that you like, or, or he, somebody gets the girl that you like, and for that reason, you don't like them at that point, but before they were mm-hmm. cool, stuff like that. So I think um, a lot of rappers looking at Drake, you know, that they they're... Rap is their career. It's something that's going to feed their kids or feed them or, or bring their family out of um, a less favorable condition. So when you see another dude, it seems easy, not to say that it is easy, but it seems that it's coming too easy for him. You know, a whack party is going to come out. You're, you're, um, you're 100% right with that, actually, because I, I think of um, sometimes in order to put myself in people's position, like I, I have an understanding or just a belief system that I don't, so say me and you had two different podcasts, like my podcast doesn't necessarily have to fail if your podcast succeeds and vice versa. We both could share that space. You know what I mean? I know there's enough abundance in the world for that to happen. So personally, on a personal level, I don't think like that, but I, I agree with you hundred percent because I, I view, I think high school is the best uh, social experiment and I look at school as a microcosm of life. So put myself in the school role. You just said it. The dude, that's the girl or the, the star football player, you know what I'm saying? He gets the favor. He gets the girl. And in that moment, I might not walk around and tell everybody I know, man, fuck that nigga. But in my head, I'm definitely like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> so it's just like. That was my entire college experience, man. I used to go to the, the cafeteria. I mean, they got the girls that I like, but they would even get the best meal plans. I'm like, yo, these athlete niggas, they ain't shit. <laughs> I'm like, yo. And then then the, for the, 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 the Kappa Alpha size, go to their parties. They got all the baddest chicks there. <laughs> and I gotta pay a cover charge and bring my own booze and shit like that. These chicks over there drinking for free, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna make my own fraternity. So like shit like that. That That's kinda... the stick up the stick up boy mentality comes from that too. Like I'm gonna rob this nigga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna rob this nigga. I'm gonna rob this nigga. Get robbed tonight, nigga. Yeah, man. That, that insecurity. It's like that joke by Dion Cole. He said, "How do guys?" Like, girls be like, oh, girl, you so pretty. You look good today. How do guys say that another guy looks good? They say, that nigga get bitches. <laughs> Yo, and it's true. You know, cats do, a lot of people, they, that, that whack nature comes out of them. They can't just heap, they can't just heap praises on another person. They gotta they either got to hate on them or, or whatever, like, hate on them or give them some backhanded compliment. So it really takes a higher nature and a higher... Uh, a higher plane of thought and a higher being on a higher plane of love 
to really heap praises on a person. So when you see people hating on Drake, man, it's it's not that the it's it's not that they're necessarily the weakest person or the wackest person. It's just that they at that moment wasn't strong enough to really make their higher their higher spirit heap praises on another person and really show that person love. Yeah. But and shout out to the artists you do see that show him love. Jay Z's on the album. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's always rumored him and Jay Z going back and forth in lyrics and stuff like that. But he still, you know what I mean, shows up when it's time to show love. He was on Drake's first album. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Shit like that is uh it's all love. You you, you get a chance to hear uh Kid C Ghost. Is that that's the Kid Cudi and uh, Kanye project, right? Nah, the only the only uh good good June albums I listened to was um Tiana Taylor. I listened to Ye. I listened to Nas. And I listened to How's Tiana Taylor. How's Tiana Taylor? Oh, you could have heard all the whole good music. <laughs> yeah, except except kids he goes. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Tiana Taylor, I really enjoyed it. I, I read a lot of articles, like in um, I think it was like the Ringer. The Ringer's shitting on good music month. Um, they they they're <laughs> real haters. The Bill Simmons whole crew is really hating. I seen I seen something like that. Yeah, you sent me an article. Why they they just they just anti Kanye right now? Huh? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're just being tough critics. But um, Tiana Taylor's album, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, she it reminds me that that '90s R&B with some influences of like the current beat making and the current flows. Like she got that um, what's the joint? Is it soprano? And now what's the the girl under that? It's tenor, right? No, alto. Uh, She's an alto. Yeah. Like she got that alto joint going on. Like even when you hear her talk, like her talking voice, like she kind of deep voice with it. Like yeah, these new like that joint. Smoking the Newport on the yeah, way there. Yeah, yeah, she, like she had the Newport Black and Miles voice. But, like, her singing voice is dope, though. Like, it's nice. It's nice. I like the album. It got cool flows. They got, um, even the lyrics and shit, they got a, a song called, I forgot what it's called, but it's a, it has to do a lot with pussy. It's, it's vulgar, but it's cool. Because you almost get, like, a woman's perspective on vulgarity as far as women being vulgar too you think of women as this pure driven snow kind of thing but you know they have vulgar thoughts too they enjoy sex and shit so just hearing that that joint kanye is not distracted on it kanye's on it he's not too distracting to me oh is is he is he on a track like like rapping on a track um yeah like he's on it and like doing a little background shit but he's not i don't know i just found him distracting on Nas joint on tiana joint like you let her like she shines on this one. Yeah, now that you mention it, uh, Kanye does have that Diddy uh, all in the videos. Yeah, <laughs> all on the track type of flow. Yeah, not not not. It's not overly because in fact, until you mention it, I didn't really think about it like that. But if you were walking into there, you'd be like, "Why am I hearing something Kanye on this project?" You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I didn't, it, I didn't like. It. I personally, <laughs> didn't like that part. I was like, "Man, why?" He's all on the tracks, all on the ad libs. Dancing, <laughs> I just, I just don't like it. You know what I'm saying? I, if a dude is flowing, like Nas, don't have this up, this upbeat flow. Where if an upbeat dude, an upbeat exuberant dude gets on your track, like he wouldn't outshine. Like Diddy distracted from him, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine I, I always suspected that in the studio. Jay-Z used to always balk on niggas like Just Blaze, Swiss Beats, and Kanye and be like, yo, if you do any of that dumb shit on my album, it's a rap for you. And they didn't do it. <laughs> Swiss Beats yeah. Swiss Beats did it, but like later on, but he didn't really like go crazy on it. Like sometimes you didn't even know Swiss Beats produced some shit on Jay-Z's albums at, at around that early 2000s time. Or Word. Kanye. Kanye barely do a little, yeah, and then that's it. Just Blaze didn't do that. Just Blaze. 
So like Jay Z's not an upbeat type of nigga. If they had had they done that, it would have distracted from what he was doing on the album. Yo, has Just Blaze ever used that on a Jay Z track? Now that I'm thinking of, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's ever done it. <laughs> I don't think so. You're right about that, yeah. bro. He's he's like Cameron. You're getting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, some big stars got the whole Just Blaze shit, but Word. but Jay Z that he's never done it. I can't. Yeah, I don't think he's ever done it on the Jay Z song. I guess it's more worthwhile Jay Z saying your name. Yeah, and <laughs> you're like, like I don't need to drop on this one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> before I really knew who Just Blaze was, he just said Just. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck is that? But I got you know, Just Blaze must have been happy as shit with that. He's like, that's all the promotion I need. Took a couple bars off, let Just live, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, before we wrap things up here, at Perfect Talk Podcast, I gotta, I gotta one more segment, one more segment, something that I need to know. And I like to call this segment, let a clicker know. That's when I might see something in my day-to-day life, in the news, something like that. And I come to the team because I'm like, I need to, I need some clarity on this. You know what I'm saying? So I come to my Miss Perfect Touch, um, Keith, see what's going on with the squad and how they feel about this. So today I'm, I'm going to bring this to you, Keith, man. Um, I was walking my dogs the other day. I'm in the neighborhood. It's, you know, it's hot out. It's like it's a heat wave. But uh, before that heat wave, I hit. it was a nice, comfortable day. You know what I'm saying? That an upstate heat wave gets gets up to like 72. Y'all niggas start sweating. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think that bad. It was it was a nice 72 degree day though. It was, it was I, I bring that up to say, um, you know what I'm saying? I seen the little homies in the car, like this kid that I, I just watched grow up in the past couple few years. I've been living in my apartment for maybe like close to 10 years now. I seen him go from like a real little elementary school student to he's probably in high school now. Um, and my man was. Him and his homeboys, they was they was smoking the damn thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even I don't even know how to use say it nowadays, but they was they was getting uh they was getting high off that that wacky tobacco. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And nothing against that. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm I am not anti marijuana. I'm definitely pro legalization. Um, nothing against it. But I don't know for some reason. I guess because I've seen him grow for so young, and and he was right in front of his crib. It just took me back to like that time when I first. Tried, you know what I'm saying, uh, experimenting with, with the marijuana. And it just made me think. Like, I don't know. I've seen it from a different viewpoint for the first time ever. Like, damn, homie. If I like, I guess if I could go back and talk to younger Plicker, just be like, ah, right, you know, do what you're going to do, have your fun. But no, it comes with a price. You know what I'm saying? That thing costs money. What do you think you know the price saying? is? Um, anything. There's, there's, a, there's a, no life, there's an equilibrium. My, my man Keith is the originator of the equilibrium theory. You know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? For, to get one thing, you got to give something up. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a carcinogen. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It might not be cigarettes, but obviously, you know what I'm saying? There's some type of effect it's got to have on you. Um, you. Maybe you're an athlete and you might not be able to run the same. Your, your stamina might be different after smoking. Um, you could get addicted to it. Um, not necessarily the, the type of addiction like you'd have to coke heroin or... Uh, Opiates, Crack. opioids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not type, not not that, but maybe a mental dependency on it. You think you need this to start your day, um, or maybe you just might like it and like doing it all the time. You know, what I mean, that tendency happens mm-hmm. a lot. So I call it the chronic. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. just like, um, there's a lot of things that can come with it, and then, I'm not necessarily saying that the price is going to be something that takes a flesh of, sorry, a, a lump of flesh out of you, but um, it could. It could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's. I just look back on it and there's no, like, everything... Because you don't think about that when you're that age. You think, like, yo, this is fun. Got the rest of my life ahead of me. What's the worst that could happen? Hopefully the cops don't roll up. Mm -hmm. And even then, at that age, what are the cops really doing to you? 
You know what I'm saying? Unless y'all got shit in the trunk or something crazy. Yeah, I mean, even, so, even if you're a light smoker, you, let's say you buy three dime bags a week, that's $30, and that's $120 a month, so. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And when you break it down like that, it's like, then it's in, you, see, you feel the cost of it yeah. and stuff like that. So it made me just think, as legalization spreading, it's going to be, it, it's something that the dialogue has to exist with us um, adults and, and the younger generation. Is it going to have the, the alcohol type of thing of when you turn this age, well, then it's cool for you to have that. Is it just going to be something like, hey, if you could get it, get your, you know what I'm saying? You get your hands on it, do it, that type of thing. And what could be the, 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 the effects really of, I, I think I started smoking at maybe 15, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, and it wasn't like a constant thing that I've done um, since that age. But at 15, I mean, I, I started experimenting with it. What if I started at 9, though? You know what I'm saying? Right. What if I started at, at 10? What, what, what would the effects have been? Have, would I have made it through high school and college? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. So it's just it's making me to think about that. But what are your views on that? Like uh, in terms of how we should approach, uh, as legalization spreads, how we should approach uh, approaching a dialogue maybe with the youth about that? Approaching a dialogue uh, as it legalizes? Well, um... Or, or even what, what are your concerns that, that may be... A lot of people look at the positive of it. Like we look at the okay, it's gonna help the economy. It's gonna be great that people don't have to get arrested. Just going to get those three dime bags. You know what I'm saying? On there now, they got they got to hire a lawyer to help them fight fight a case or something like that. That, that you know that part of it's great. But maybe are there some factors that we're not thinking of that we're not seeing until they actually you know what I'm saying come to light until we, we get too far into it. I, and how can we prepare ourselves? I definitely think it should be decriminalized. Like if if you're not planning to to distribute it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just buy, like, a little personal joint, like, a week's worth or whatever, I think people like that, they should be, I think it should be ticketed, like, traffic tickets are ticketed. If you go, if you go five miles above the speed limit, you get ticketed this much. If you 10 miles, if you 15, you get ticketed that much. And I think it should be similar. If you have this amount, you should be ticketed, if you get caught with it, you should be ticketed this much, that much. Like, you shouldn't have, like, a criminal record for it. It should be beneath a misdemeanor. It should not be a crime. It should be a violation. You know what I'm saying? I I agree totally. Yeah, so, um, and then as far as how to broach it with kids, I would tend to say don't do it. I would treat it like drinking. I know a lot yeah. of people who, not they're not even weed nuts. They're just like advocates for it. They say that it's, you know, it's it's clean and it's not a, not addictive. Well, it's not addictive, that's true. Clean, that's not necessarily true. We're taking cigar papers and wrapping our shit up. We're burning yeah. something and inhaling it, pretty much. Exactly. Um, even... They even say that burn, like when you grill and you burn, like you burn like um, the fat on like a piece of pork or something like that, burntness might be bad for you. you know what really? I, love, I love smelling some pork on the grill. It's not proven <laughs> that because a lot of stuff is like they just guessing, but they say that it mean like that charredness may not be, yeah, might yeah. not be good for you. Because some motherfuckers heavy barbecues year round and shit like mm-hmm. that and they, they might be noticing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I would just say no. Like if you're younger, but... If you're younger than just 18, then no. just know. Yeah. Nancy if, Reagan done got through to us. Just say no. Yeah, bro. man. I mean, but I, I've smoked before I was 18 years old, but... Mm-hmm. And, and drank. I drank before I was Yeah, I, I, I've drank alcohol before the age of 21. And I know for both of those, I got lucky in that nothing bad happened to me. But looking back, something very bad could have happened to me. I was lucky right enough on. that when I tried marijuana, I was around good friends. So if, something, if I didn't react well to it, then my friends would hold me down. And yeah. when I was drinking, I was around good friends. So when I got wasted, my friends actually held me down. But what? That's if, why I think. Go ahead, my phone what if you in your first week of college and you try these things and you're not around great friends and you happen to actually be around some pretty bad friends? Mm-hmm. You know that could end up very bad. 
because you don't know how you'll react to it, especially if you're trying. It. And even if you you're into it, you may want to try to step your game up. But you're around people who aren't that great, so you're not able to tolerate that that step up. You know what I'm saying? That's why Lynn Bias, Lynn Bias, uh, OD don't cope like that. Yeah, I, mean, that's a, yeah. I don't even want yeah. to get close to that because we're just talking about uh-huh. weed for now. But yeah, I mean, as far as. Well, yeah, when you, you know, some bad stuff can happen. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I've seen people have, have negative effects on weed. And I, I, I don't necessarily think weed is used as a date rate drug, but it could be. Yeah, it could be. A lot of people blame stuff yeah. on weed. Like, if, like, yeah, I was being stupid. You know, I was on that shit. Right, yeah. even whether or not that that excuse is legitimate, like people say it, so that means that it should be taken seriously as that as it is a mind altering drug that's confirmed. It's taken because it alters your mind. You know, when I was in college, there was a, a semester where I was just messing around with a, a um a lot of weed, and I did horrible that semester just because I just couldn't tolerate it well. I don't go, I don't wild out when I smoke. Like I just sleep. So mm-hmm. once I smoked, it was a wrap on my day. So homework was a wrap. Studying it was a wrap. Uh. Even like instant REM sleep, you just hit the L. Oh, is that, <laughs> is that not? Sorry, you just instantly hit REM sleep. I've been around you. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought it was a side effect of medical. I thought you were breaking out oh, some no, medical no. shit to me. I thought you were going to say, okay, you go into that I, instant REM sleep or immediately, or to go into that zone where you just can't recover. No, no, Keith passes the L, and then I'm just like, damn, is that rapid eye movement? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, yeah, like, you know, like, for me, it's just uh, immediate, like, I just, like, the nap, and it's a, the, the most amazing nap ever. So I just had to stop doing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I knew, I came to a realization that I just couldn't do it, even relationships. If I'm supposed to go on a date with a girlfriend, and I, and I had smoked early that day, there is no uh, more date. Like, it's a wrap. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Imagine if you went, too, how bad it would be. <laughs> yeah, like, girls, are, you know, sometimes girls want to do something thrilling. I've heard my friends say they were with a girl that not, that's not really a smoker, and they'd be like, oh, I heard it's exciting to have sex when you when you smoke. Not for me. Like, it's a wrap on my day. Like, it's not. It's, it's exciting like, for me. I'm about to say it ain't going to be exciting for her. <laughs> Cause I'm asleep, like yo, yo, it's a wrap. Like it's not. Keep saying, I'm, I'm a finish. <laughs> yo, know I'm a finish, but like you, you, yeah, it, ain't, it ain't nothing like that. So yeah, so kids need to understand. When you're a kid, you don't understand a lot of the consequences of that stuff. And some people, unfortunately, would have to learn the hard way. When you're an adult, you you more so understand the consequences of your action, but you go ahead and do it anyway. And mm-hmm. fair enough, when you are an adult, you understand so much things about the world. You should understand this. As a as a father of a little girl, and I guess I would feel the same way if I had a son, but my personal experience have a girl. Like I, I feel like because of that first week of college scenario you just brought up, that's why the dialogue has to exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether I'm for it or against it, the dialogue still has to exist because you don't want your kids getting caught up in uh, something like that. Obviously, they could, they get to a new environment. And they're like, oh, let me try these new things. That could still happen. You know what I mean? Talking about them doesn't necessarily prevent it from happening. But at least they don't go into it blindly. Or um, you brought up a situation where a female might be like, oh, such and such is more thrilling if you're high on marijuana or something like that. But what about like the person, the girl that, said, that tells the dude, oh, let's go for a weed cruise. Let's go for a weed drive. You know what I'm saying? And you just kind of yeah. like, yo, I could chill right here. But you do it to impress a young lady or something like that. Now you're on the side of the road with cops digging through your car. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shit like that. Where you could have had the same experience, just been safer and, and, and more thought out. You know what I mean? And what I noticed with like just smokers, um, and it, it could be people that just uh, do narcotics in general, is like they kind of like take a lot of um, unnecessary risk. 
It's like the whole, like, I'm, I'm going to smoke this L on my way to work. I'm going to smoke my L on, on my way to my homeboy's crib to go smoke at L.A. But it's like, you could have just waited, fam. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, your car now, it smells like loud wherever you go. You get pulled over for a, 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 a blown taillight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You ain't walking. Your cop ain't just going to walk up to your car and be like, oh, okay, well, have a great day. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like that type of stuff, the, the, the unexpected, the unnecessary risk that I think that youth make with, with those type of things. Um... Do I see myself as being the the, the quote unquote friendly parent? Like y'all can smoke at my crib? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. I don't want nobody's kids getting high at my crib. Like that is not cool at all. I don't even understand parents who do shit like that. But also, I feel like with me and my personal kid, I gotta have a dialogue. And just I, the same. I think I've said on this podcast the same views I have on sex. I'm not gonna wait till she's 21 years old and oh let's have the talk. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or even frame it as a talk. Just you teach your kid real life. There's things you've noticed and your experiences with the, uh, the other sex. Things you've noticed and your experiences with narcotics, alcohol. You gotta, you gotta like let them in. You gotta kind of give them because everything is better when you got a mentor. Yeah. And if you if you can have someone else's mistakes prevent you from making your own to learn the same lesson, why not? You know what I mean. So I'm all for that, man. But uh, that's episode. 37, I think. <laughs> we get nothing, but yeah. we get old. Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. <laughs> we are, oh, we're going to need fucking back braces, knee, knee braces. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We, we got a lot of mileage. We do, man. We got to start watching what we eat. You know what I mean? We don't have to change up our fucking eating habits when we turn 40. But we getting there, bro. We getting up, man. Shout out to the squad. Shout out to everybody out there supporting us. Uh, the whole time, Money Talks ENT, DJ Show, Sunkiss, Fader G, Miss Perfect Touch. Your man DJ Playboy. Shout out to entire TF. I see you, Spec. I see you, Bookstore Ricky. The homeboy Keith. You know what I'm saying? We out here. Shout out to everybody supporting the show all over America, all over the world. We out here. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, check us out on Google Play Music. Shout out to y'all. No, no, no disintended earlier. <laughs> and uh, SoundCloud as well. Make sure you leave a review. Um, give us a rating. You know what I mean? Check us out. If you like it, tell a friend about it. Tell somebody. Uh, Keith, if I wanted to follow you on social media, brother, how would I do that? Me and my underscore 35 on Instagram. He has a nice page. He takes a lot of fancy pictures, so go check him out. You can check out my homegirl, Ayo Niche, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Ayo Niche, A-Y-O-N-I-S-H. Make sure you check that out. Also, I go by the name of uh, DJ Playboy, but on Instagram, you can follow me at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. And make sure you follow the Perfect Talk Podcast at <laughs> Perfect Talk Radio. On Instagram. Ooh, that was, yeah. that was a lot. <laughs> a yeah. lot to say, man. You tell me getting old. I just had that all in the memory bank. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I was impressive. Uh, man, you got any financial advice? Any books you want the people to read out there? Any meditations they should do? Key, which, which, what's your advice? Oh, well, I brother? just paid for... paid for. Um, I, I didn't just do it. I did it a while ago. I probably did it before the, the previous episode. Well, um, I paid for a subscription to Headspace. Headspace is holding me down. Got tons of meditation. What is that? That's an uh, app? It's an app for meditation, correct. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Headspace. The big orange. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You spoke about that on the podcast. Yeah, I, I told yeah, you about yeah. a few of them. I told you about Headspace, Calm, and there's probably a third one, but Headspace and Calm were pretty good, but I just decided to go with Headspace at the end of the day. I felt it, nice. it, it just matched with what I was, my, it matched my goals better. And uh, financial advice, make sure you get you, uh, if you got any kind of rewards cards or have any rewards programs, make sure you take advantage of those whenever you're buying okay. stuff. With the credit cards and things like that? Yeah, credit cards. I got. I told you I got a American Express Blue Cash every day or whatever it's called. Um, Chase it's Sapphire. Uh, certain programs. <laughs> certain programs got um, rewards. I think you, you was telling me Acorn. 
Oh yeah, Acorn does certain things when you buy certain products from um their partners, they give you like three percent towards your investments. So that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, you um, youpromise.com, all that type of stuff. You get a lot lots of rewards just 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 in a lot of places. Save you lots and lots of money. Keep get those uh, credit cards that I apply to, they'd be like, sorry at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> but uh man, yeah, and like I said, keep uh, I like how you always hit us with the financial advice. Black people, people of color, even white people too, man. Go out there and invest your money. Do something smart with it. Stop stop spending all your money on weed, people. Just a little bit. Yeah, nigga, that's racist. Man. <laughs> I never said black people stop spending all your money on drugs and, and Air Force Ones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Getting all that free Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> my, man, my man, Playboy Trump. <laughs> Yo, say goodbye to the people, y'all. Peace. Yeah, peace.